Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is November 25th, 2020. So I just finished up a session with my therapist, Liz, and um, I also listened to a really amazing episode of This American Life this morning, so I have lots of thoughts and I'm here to share them. So um, let's see. Some of the biggest takeaways from therapy today um, were to continue to focus on my own comfort and to... um, understand that finding comfort when you've never done so before is not going to necessarily be easy, intuitive, straightforward, or always feel comfortable. Accommodating myself is not going to always make a lot of sense um, from my lived experience, but is essential to my well-being going forward. Um, So just continue to lean into that and figure out what that looks like. Um, Even just holding the truth that my comfort matters um, is new. So just kind of going through life with that and seeing what comes up. Um, Trying not to overly anticipate and coordinate and script everything. Um, Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And while most people won't be seeing any family um, because most people are in lockdown again um, or still, around the world, or I guess Thanksgiving's just United States. Well, tomorrow I get to spend time with uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, who live upstairs, um, and my mom, who's their daughter, um, and her husband, my stepdad, and my husband, Thomas. And so the six of us will be eating together, uh, and we've been seeing each other off and on throughout um, quarantine. Um, And so I don't really know what that means, but we do see each other sometimes. Um, And so I'm feeling okay about the COVID part of it, I I think. Um, But I'm also kind of wary of just like spending time with um, my family. The last time that I was with my grandma and my mom, um, that very unfun conversation about where I was at mentally happened. Um, It went really bad. And um, mostly what ended up happening is me, again, realizing that they have no understanding of trauma, don't really know what I'm going through at all, don't really understand me. Um, And there is not a history. There's still not anything set up that would allow me to be honest with them about how I'm doing um, and receive love and encouragement and acceptance and validation or any of those kinds of things. Um, And so I always find myself needing or feeling that I need to prepare um, and then ended up ending up winging it anyway um, and still kind of or very much still pretending and performing and having nice things to say and being in an upbeat mood um, no matter how I'm actually feeling. And I don't know how to turn that off and I don't know that I want to turn that off. And so, um, yeah, that's happening and um, it's real. I don't know. It It's part of my lived experience and that's what this show is about is documenting my lived experience. 
Okay, so other things. Um, so I listened to um, an episode of This American Life this morning called 10 Sessions, and it was about um, uh, an individual who had been sexually assaulted when she was 13 years old, um, going through 10 sessions of cognitive processing therapy, CPT, um, with a doctor actually in uh, University of Washington in Seattle, which I live near Seattle. So that was interesting out of anywhere in the world, this could be happening. Um, it's happening at the University of Washington. So that's cool. Um, and I listened to this um, little over an hour episode of This American Life, where they kind of have an abridged version. They talk about um, not only um, does the patient or the person doing the podcast um, talk about what she experienced, um, but you also get to hear her being facilitated through the episode or um, through the sessions and learning new life skills to challenge um, long held beliefs that um, are holding her back and learning skills that she could take forward into the future, um, essentially learning how to um, process the information, things that come up herself versus um, needing to do so with a therapist. And I thought that was like a really cool thing to equip somebody with the skills and tools they need to keep going, um, even if they don't have access to a facilitator in the future. I think it's really, really awesome for any mental health professional to offer to their patient. So that was cool. Um, also, just listening to her experience um, help me kind of begin to identify some of the words that I'm not necessarily owning up to that like I feel shame around the things that have happened to me. I feel responsible for some of the things that have happened um, to me and um, other things like, well, what I went through wasn't as bad as what some other people go through. So I should be more functional than this. All that kind of talk um, is just entirely dismissive of a very real um, experience and trauma and um, essentially like cognitive wiring that I live with on a daily basis. And it's not my fault and I didn't ask for it and I didn't deserve it. And none of the things that happened to me that got me to the point where all I want to do is protect myself and cocoon um, wasn't my fault. I didn't ask for it. I didn't sign up for it. I didn't want it. I didn't invite it. I didn't consent to it. Um, it happened and I experienced it. And now I have the ability to manage my symptoms and design my life in a way that's for me and um, doesn't blame myself for where I'm at. That sentence didn't make sense. Maybe it did. Um, I'm trying to stop blaming myself for where I'm at in my life. Um, there is no shame in having complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I didn't do anything to um, entice the abuse. Um, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't mean to be here. Um, and I am anyway. So I'm alive and I have needs and I have sensitivities and there are some things that I can do about it and I'm working on it. Um, but it's not easy to access treatment. Um, even in the episode of This American Life, um, they talked about how um, CPT is expensive. And so 
Um, as soon as I told Thomas about this new modality, he's like already found a book that he's going to buy so he can learn how to do it. Um, and maybe find like classes to take too, because it's awesome. And I highly want him to do so. But, um, part of what I talked to Liz about today was how, uh, Thomas and I really deserve to start transitioning away from being each other's therapists. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder and so does my husband, Thomas. And for the past seven-ish years, um, I have been, without really knowing what I'm doing, um, facilitating him through the process of healing his disassociative disorder and um, finding himself again, gaining self-confidence and gaining skills and being able to um, step up to his life and live it uh, because his trauma, his experience um, taught him that he couldn't do any of that and that he even wasn't supposed to do any of that. It's really complicated. I've talked about it in post episodes, past episodes. Um, but essentially, um, a lot of work has been done um, to heal him mentally um, and also physically because he has, um, he was diagnosed with junior rheumatoid arthritis when he was 12. Um, that diagnosis now in the books is uh, changed to junior idiopathic arthritis, but nevertheless, he was uh, treated for rheumatoid arthritis from, from the age of uh, 12 to 26, 27. Um, when we got married, moved, lost health insurance, and I started uh, treating him myself uh, with a combination of supplements and uh, dietary restrictions. He is now in remission um, for the most part, but he's still... Um, breaks really easily and we're, we're not exactly sure why. He also has a um, autoimmune skin condition brought on by the medications that he was on for about a decade. So he has his own adventure and I've been doing everything that I could to support him as he has worked to dig himself out of that hole and um, get to the man that he is today. Um, and that kind of turned me into like a caregiver therapist kind of role more than wife friend partner um and similarly um i became disabled and uh, began living in isolation um within two years of us meeting and then he married me and i've been disabled the entire time we've been married so we haven't had it easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and he has also been a mental health clinician for the past two years. So like I've said, I've lived in isolation and been disabled for six. Um, he has he became a mental health clinician a, bit, a little over two years ago and has since then um, really catapulted his own understanding of uh, psychoeducation, worked to heal himself a lot. I've helped him as well. He's helped me. Um, I also have a therapist. She's helped me. I worked with her for a little over a year. Um, and uh, the next step um, Liz has suggested for Thomas and I is to transition away from um, any roles that we are currently serving to heal each other, um, to be therapists to each other. And so, um, because he is about to get, um, his own therapist as well. And I still have Liz, um, for now. And then it's complicated. She's pregnant. Um, but I have Liz and the Thrive Counseling team to work with, um, going forward. And so we're going to 
be outsourcing our therapy to our therapists a bit more. Um, but we're not exactly sure what boundaries we need to have or what kinds of conversations we are going to be able to have um, going forward because we're so used to talking about mental health all the time. Um, and it, we probably still will be talking about mental health as one of the subjects that we discuss casually in our downtime. Again, he is a social emotional coach for adults. Um, he wants to have his own practice. He's currently working for an organization as a mental health clinician um, to underserved people in Seattle. He has a podcast called Tending Trauma, where he talks about trauma. And I, I think I already said this, but I have this show where I talk about living in isolation and having trauma. So these are topics that are a big part of our life and our story. And as two people who are still struggling with mental illness and addictions um, and other things to that nature, um, this is a big part of who we are. But it won't always be, we hope. Not that he won't always be working in trauma. He may, um, but maybe not. Um, and I don't know if I'll do this show forever if I'm not always in isolation. But for now, this is a big part of our life. However, I'm stepping back from doing the business side of his practice so much. And he's trying to step back from being my therapist so much. And me too with that. Um, and so while we may still be talking about mental health, um, we won't necessarily be talking about it in terms of his practice. Uh, we won't necessarily be talking about it in terms of how he could apply it to helping treat me. Um, and this is just going to be a big change. So we are going to be um, working on that and I will update as we go um, to keep track of like kind of the changes that we're going to make. But in general, um, this is all a part of us making ourselves more comfortable, despite that we both are kind of worried about not being in control and really pushing to make things happen. We're going to try not to and see um, what other positive things might come out of that state versus the state that we've been in. Um, additionally, I think one of the last episodes, maybe it was the last episode that I made, um, was about not wanting to move to a town that was specifically Republican and supported Trump. Um, because it was really making me uncomfortable, not to mention the neighborhood that we went to go look at the house um, at um, had a lot of big barking dogs on chains in people's yards. And there was just like a lot of like triggering um, things. And I told Liz that what I really want is just a, a cottage with a garden. And she said that um, she highly encourages me to just go after that then, even though I don't know where the cottage would be or anything like that, really. Um, it's just the vibe that after so much looking at places and trying to learn what we might be able to do, um, taking my mental health more seriously and, you know, having my therapist tell me like that she does not by any stretch of the imagination recommend that we move anywhere that we aren't perfectly comfortable in because my mental health is so fragile and anything like that almost certainly would deteriorate what I've gained um, that much more. So don't do that. Um, but yeah, she was just like, why are you trying to make yourself so uncomfortable? And I was like, I didn't know. One, I didn't know that going there was going to make me so uncomfortable. But two, I had originally just been trying not to be homeless. So the house that we could probably afford, even though it's at the very, very top of our income budget situation, 
um, and choosing not to take it was really a, a good step in the right direction because it shows that I am trying to take care of myself and that I think that I deserve um, a high quality of living that helps me feel free and peaceful. Um, and up until now, I don't think that I've been doing that. So it's a lot to unpack, but I feel good about um, all those things that happened today and have been happening the last couple of days. And um, I'm just going to try and rest now. Um, and um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to anybody who participates. And I will catch you on the next one.